Have you ever felt overwhelmed by life or unable to see any other way through? Maybe you've even said to yourself, there has to be a better way. The good news is that there is always a better way. It's time to reclaim your humanity. Welcome to Getting to Unstuck, the 20-minute jolt that you need to help you in life and work. So let's get started. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Happy first Tuesday of the month of February. So for wherever you are, yeah, (laughs) over in Collins part of the world, you are (laughs) probably digging out from an insane. Yes, we are. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, if you're just joining us, the Wonderland, that's what we'll call it. We'll call it a winter wonderland. So welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, we are, today is a part of our Teamwork Tuesday conversations. And today we're going to be talking about what happens in the, almost the juxtaposition between community versus individualism. But before we get into that, I have a really exciting invitation and announcement uh, that we would love for you to know. On February 29th, you're going to be seeing some information come out shortly. We're going to be doing our first live workshop, and it is going to be about how to lead like a coach 101. So we're going to be talking how about how we can reimagine dialogue at work. So we're going to do some teaching about helping you build those skills. And there's actually going to be some practical applications right there live in the workshop. You can uh, follow us. We're going to be making the announcements shortly about it. And we look forward to it and we hope to see you there. So Carol and Colin, today we're going to be talking about community in the workplace, but not just about the nice, the nice side of community, but actually helping to us to understand what it looks like to build it. And what it also looks like when we don't have a strong sense of it. So there are, there are things that help that can help us define a community. And I I think that it would be great for us to start our conversation there today about what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. I think there's, there's some key, key elements to it. Right. And I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. lots more, but the first one would be a, a collaborative environment, an environment that's engaged one where morale and job satisfaction are uh, more elevated than 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 baselines and then one where there's um, a real feeling of resilience within the team and also mm-hmm. inclusion so that you know together you know together we are stronger as as mm-hmm. as a group and of course the antithesis of those are manifested in kind of the, the opposite, right? Where you have more competition, you mm-hmm. have l- less 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 cooperation amongst individuals, and that mm-hmm. really can that can show up and break down productivity and efficiencies. So this isn't just a a personal matter that we're talking about. It really can have a huge impact on even on things like missed opportunities. So mm-hmm. that's that's company wide, and then individual on the on the individual side, it it of course can manifest in you know depression and anxiety and all yeah. of those other markers that 
are are counterproductive and then we go on to loneliness and 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 isolation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So important important subject matter especially post post 2020, right? When it changed, right, Carol? Yeah. And you know, I think it was there was something that existed before COVID that we took for granted. And it is, but like teams, it isn't naturally occurring. It isn't something that just happens when you put a group of people together. So a community that may have been existing fully, fully expressed in a community, in a workplace prior to COVID got all broken up and split up because we weren't in the same workplace. We were working hybrid or we were working remote. And then there's this enforced return to work that has happened. And as a result of that, I think people have forgotten or maybe never had the experience of what it is like to work in a community setting in a workplace because it doesn't happen without some forethought and some effort and work put into it. You know, Colin, Mm -hmm. you and I met in a workplace that stood out for me as being absolutely remarkable. Uh, Playground, which was a division of IntraWest, was one of the most amazing places that I have ever worked. And the the motto that we all held, and we I think we took it very as seriously as we could, was we work to play. Mm. That's right. And it, it was emulated throughout the organization. And you opened yeah. the elevators at HQ at head office. There was a Scot a hot scotch hopscotch painted yeah. on the concrete <laughs> to walk ah, in. So and there were puzzles and things all over the walls. And it was clearly intended to be a place where people had fun. But more than that, what happened was these incredible relationships were built in a relatively short period of time. Mm-hmm. I worked there for about five years. And the connections that I made were just, they're, they're still deep in my heart and really connected with people around the world. Mm-hmm. What do it's you interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that what came out of that culture, though, were a whole lot of exceptional coaches, which is interesting that we have, I hadn't oh, thought about that until just now. Mm-hmm. But that culture was was you know based on play right but mm-hmm. also based on short sort of shared spaces and allowing creativity and there was that that sort of mm, you know the rule in brainstorming right that you can you can say anything and there's no judgment and this is a place yeah. of creativity and expansion and we're creating we're creating you know stages upon which people live their lives and create memories and 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 legacy so we we the 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 ambition was lofty right because you're place making and things like that mm-hmm. but but the the, the it, it was just this completely egoless creative almost you know like a not like a think tank but those those places those capsules that they put people in just to go crazy with the wild ideas and we did that every mm. day yeah um, we did we had that opportunity and, yeah but I, I, I forgot how many coaches came out of that environment. So what does that say, right? What is that yeah. saying about the idea of we work to play, right? Well, there was a real invitation for that kind of collaboration. And what happened out of it was, was people felt like they could be fully expressed. So there was that wonderful alignment of purpose, which was, we worked hard. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. all play. That's for sure. There were many, many long hours and many, many uh, events and things that we attended and worked on that 
that took us deep into the night. But there was the the shared fun experience too. And there was this also this sense of being able to lean on each other. In whenever there was a big event that occurred, everybody came in and helped. And that's where I think of that raising a barn idea that happens in community in in rural places like you grew up, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that. You know, one of the interesting things that you said, Colin, about about how what community provides is and, and what it provides for the for the organization, but for the people inside that, one of the words you used was resilience. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a word that we, you know, inclusion, obvi- that seems very obvious. Engagement seems very obvious. Mm-hmm. Resilience is actually, I, I can see it. It just is not as much of an obvious thing. But if we think about the ways that resilience, helping to build resilience in our teams, um, what that provides for the individuals and for the team, if we think about setbacks, you know, and I think about, so in terms of community, Carol, referring to that, I think about my, my parents, I'm from a um, central Saskatchewan and my parents live in a very tiny town. We joke that it'd be like 500 people if you counted the dogs twice, right? Everybody <laughs> in the dogs twice. But there is such a strong sense of resilience in that town because people have each other's backs. And mm-hmm. if something happens, you know that other people surround you. Everything from loss to all, all the things that we know are going to call upon resilience. Mm-hmm. And as leaders and as team builders and people who lead teams or maybe are part of teams, I think it's really an important attribute to community that is perhaps not so often given enough yeah. enough airplay to, to to talk about what that provides for people because the opposite of that is in is the individualism which leads to isolation and Colin you talked about this already right. and isolation leads to becoming very non-resilient, very brittle in your thinking, very unbending in how you see things. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things when we were talking about this episode yesterday, Crystal, that you said that I think defines community is that it is an actual connection. Yeah. So it is when people feel like they've got that ability to go to someone or some group of people and and they are connected in a way where they're accepted. Mm-hmm. And they know that whether the whether it's a good time or a bad time, they're going to have somebody yeah. to talk to. Yeah, and it, there is that sense of camaraderie that allows you to know, oh, this was a tough day, but you know what? I got my team together with me tomorrow. It's going to get better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, 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 back to that conversation we had also about the perfect cocktail, right? So it it is also it's also on the leader to know the ingredients that he's putting into that community Mm -hmm. and to be attentive to people that might have an issue with boundary setting, or they might, some, there might be social anxiety there as well. So that just to just for the leader to be aware of the cocktail that they're making, it's live and it's organic and it's human. And uh, we, we spoke last time about, you know, being attentive to, to, how people can't leave their personal lives at the door anymore. You know, it's no longer widgets, you know, building widgets. Uh, It's human beings in this room. Mm. Yeah. You know, the interesting part about that is that in some of, some of the, what I have read and certainly the people I've talked to, sometimes widget building builds the best communities 
because they know we're all here building the widget together and we better be a community. Otherwise it's going to drive us crazy. Yeah. There's some (laughs) interesting camaraderie and, and collaboration that happens in those communities. But it is about, you know, when we talk about it, what defines it? Well, we know kind of what defines it and what the outcomes could be, but how do you create it? Yeah, exactly. So as you said, Colin, if you're a leader looking around Mm -hmm. thinking, well, I want to build community, doesn't everybody? What is it? So what are those factors that take it from being just a workplace to being a community of people in a workplace? I think you have to start with that concept of a shared microvision or a shared vision mm-hmm. for that workplace. You know, we we often work with organizations that have incredible strategic plans and and beautiful visions and missions, but may f- you the some good work to be done would be to look at what is the cohesive mission and vision and values and the attributes, the tone of voice, even the language, like even a, like a small brand promise for that indiv- individual team sure. that everybody can get, get around. Because yeah, I think it, I think it, it, it's about creating a shared common vision for that group, you know, for it's your, a big for alignment, your, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, people feel like they're they're attending something that makes that's important to them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And the other piece that I in the reading that I've done and in the teams that I've been working with, it's also remembering that we need to have that those elements of play. There needs to be a social mm-hmm. connection. So, <laughs> is it a potluck at lunch? Is it an yeah. opportunity to go out together? Because while playground, we said we work to play. We lived our words. We actually had organized social events mm-hmm. where everybody yep. was invited to engage. And that yep. was the team building part that had us feel like we were a community. Was yeah. the fun that we had together. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also knew that we were creating spaces for fun for others too. So that was that that was like also a, a, a collective mission. So we would have fun mm-hmm. together, but we were also creating fun. So our, our goal was, yeah, it was a double, double whammy on that, on that play. Mm-hmm. And, but that's a really good point, Carol. A lot of people forget about play, you know, in, in the, and humor and, um, yeah. you know, it's time for yeah. some fun again. And yeah, we all got so serious. <laughs> and, and a sense of, a sense of lightness in some way, yeah. right? Like finding, finding things. And it, it's amazing because humor, like a smile is like the universal, it is the universal thing that we would do, even if we didn't speak the same language or mm-hmm. anything, you know, there's that is a smile and, and humor is there. I think the the third thing is about communication and mm-hmm. because there is an intentionality in what we're talking about around communities. So, and not a heavy handed, which is boundaries are important, but communication around how we communicate with people in a way that they feel heard, mm-hmm. that validates them, that they feel like it's a safe space, but it's also an accountable space so that they can have the the freedom to be able to show up and embrace it, you know? So when people are, are put into what's often kind of, you know, the, the kind of the stereotypical, like, team building exercises. And I think of things like <laughs> from the early 2000s, the show, The Office and all the crazy things that Michael Scott tried to get them to do, right? Like well-intended sometimes, but misled a little bit. But 
when we're when we're forced into things without either clear understandings or anything, if the communication is not clear, then it it pulls us back into a place of feeling isolated again. And we can be in the middle, we can be in the middle of a team and be in the middle of all these great things going on. And we mm-hmm. can still feel like we're not welcome to be a part of it. And, so I think that's, and so that's the interesting thing that comes back around to us as leaders and to the, the people that are listening or finding this conversation is, do you have even, <clears throat> do you understand how to draw people into community as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we understand how to be able to set things if, for, mm-hmm. if perhaps in a setting, you know, there's a lot, we, we're learning a lot around how different generations are seeing yeah. the workplace, how mm-hmm. things can be interpreted differently. What is your skill set that you're building to be able to reach people in where they're at as a leader and to help draw them into that stronger sense of community? Well, it's such a good definition because what if leaders weren't considered, I don't know, executives? What if they were considered community builders? Yeah. How much differently would they approach what they do when they're interacting with their people? If your mandate as a leader was not to just the bottom line of how much more profit, but what are the attributes of the community in your division? And you can have, you can measure it differently too, right? Like, like Riley was speaking about measuring things like well-being and wellness and happiness and, and, you know, indicators around, yeah, loyalty and all all these, all all these other things that Mm -hmm. paint could paint a very different picture than, you know, an ROI number. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where we need to go. Oh, yes. And it leads beautifully into further conversations because that is in a multi-generational workplace, which most of them are now, we're dealing with people's motivations are different. Their yep. sense of loyalty is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. What has them want to go to work in the morning is going to be different. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as a leader, when we look at, at our team building, it's going to be a challenge to yeah. invite everyone to play. Mm-hmm. Not just and those who it, put their hands up first. Yeah, the organization is also, and the, and the teams and people are are working on a quicksand environment from a from a macroeconomic perspective, mm-hmm. right? Like the world yes. around outside those those office doors is also changing and morphing, and values and everything has changed. So leaders today need to really work on what what we call a you know the leadership toolkit and having that firm sort of tripod of 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 resilience, if you want, is, is, is what I'm trying to say. We, we, mm-hmm. we work with and work through with people, right? Because yeah. it's scary out there. <laughs> Not right. So creation of community also has to come from a sense of confidence too, right? That you, that you as a leader are confident and resilient and sound, and you have a, a solid foundation to come in mm-hmm. and build that, build that community. Because if you're bringing in fear from the outside or you're bringing in ego or, you know, all sorts of external elements that can be a real challenge, you know? Oh, it definitely yeah. can. Yeah. Like, don't have energy for it, right? Right. So. It leads perfectly to what we want to do at the end of the month, Crystal, with the idea of, of creating uh, the workshop, what we're, as we're, as we're describing it, to, to really be providing leaders with a, a tool 
that they yeah. can be using immediately. So in the workshop, there's definitely going to be that opportunity to work on and practice something that you can put into practice, that you can put into practice the very next day. Yeah. And it's, it's very put into practice very next day and the ability to be able to create, create cohesion, cultural cohesion and, and community with your team. Those are transferable skills as, in terms of your career. Even I think about, and I, I, I know we're wrapping up here, but I think about one of the clients recently that I had and he moved on from the organization that we started our coaching in, he moved on, but one of the transferable skills that he talked about was what he learned about how to lead a team that helped him get Mm. his next job and actually resulted in him moving to a different part of the country as well. But those are, that's helping to future proof our businesses and ourselves because that is the future is in connection, right? Like Mm -hmm. in a world that is so much in the world is trying to tell us that everything is being lost and we're, we're going to become, you know, we're fighting against becoming further and further disconnected. The future is in connection and it's Mm. in how we allow ourselves to embrace it and how, how we stay open to becoming those kind of leaders. So. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for showing up today. And to you, the listener, wherever this conversation finds you, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed today's conversation, you can like and subscribe. If you don't already follow us on LinkedIn. Oh, look, there's the there it is. learning right there. Subliminal message. Like yes. us on LinkedIn. Click here. Click here. <laughs> you can find us on all those channels. And if you um, have a conversation or a topic that you would like to have us cover, please do not hesitate to reach out. And that leads us to one last question. Carol, why don't you um, ask that last question? Before mm-hmm. we, we would love to know what was the best community you ever had at work and why? Mm-hmm. Let's start a conversation. Yeah. Let's start there. Leave you can the comment. Comments. Yeah. In the comments, uh, wherever you've found this conversation, please let us know. And we would love to share that experience and we will give a shout out to you. We promise. All right. Until we see you again, thanks for joining us and have a great week ahead. Thanks. Take, take good care. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. If you want to learn more about who we are and who we work with, find us at wholehumancoaching.com. You can find us everywhere on our socials, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Whole Human Coaching.